Hello, friends. Welcome to Food and Bible Stories on the Everyday Daniel Show. Food and Bible Stories is a series where we talk, where we talk about food in the Bible and the stories behind them. I'm your host, Chef Stacy, and I'm joined by co-host Pastor Monica. Hey, Pastor Monica. Hey, Chef Stacy. <laughs> I am super excited for today's topic. Can you tell the people what Bible story it is? I sure can. Today, we're going to be talking about the Bible story of the prodigal son, plus a quick reference from Proverbs. Awesome sauce. And where can people read the full stories? Like, what's the scripture reference? Yeah, they're found in Luke chapter 15 and Proverbs. Hey, chapter 15 as well. 15 is the theme today. (laughs) 15 is the theme today. Awesome. Okay. Well, those scriptures are also where you will find today's featured food, which is beef, uh, or in some versions of your scripture, it might say baby cow, baby cats, um, which we'll talk about later in the program. But for now, Monica, can you recap the story of the prodigal son for us? I can. And so I know this is one of those common ones, but I think it's important for those of our listeners who may not have heard. It's a very good story. So it was a father. He had two sons and he told him that he was going to divide their wealth, basically their inheritance among them. And during that time, usually they would get it later on in life and they would only go to the eldest son. However, um, for this instance, he actually uh, had divided between the older and the younger son and the younger son in his wonderful youth, decided to take his inheritance and run off. (laughs) He ran off. Whatever he wanted to do. He went to Vegas. No, I'm just playing. But he he went all over the place. And he actually uh, blew all of his money. And he got to a point. Now, mind you, his dad had money. He he came from a nice household, a full full family. But um, he got to the point where he didn't have any money. He was actually eating out of, he was getting ready to literally eat out of the slosh that they fed pigs. Now, mind you, pigs eat any and everything. And so that slosh is full of stuff I don't even want to think about. Uh, Just the myriad of stuff put together, non-edible filth, right? So he was getting ready to eat that. And he thought, you know what? Even the servants at my dad's house eat better than these pigs. Hello, somebody. So he's like, okay. all I have to do is go back and tell my dad, you know, I'll be there and I'll eat as like a servant. I'll be a servant. But let me tell you how great God is, because this is evident how the father is. Um, not getting into my learnings, but more so the, the recap is that his father, when he saw him coming back, mind you, the um, oldest son had been there doing what he needed to do. When he saw his younger son coming back, he said, come on, prepare the food. Let's have a feast because his son, his prodigal son, the one who had ran off, had come back. And the oldest son didn't quite understand, like, why are we doing this feast for, I've been here this whole time. But the father- Uh, I want to say something. Yes, Uh, go ahead. I know you're recapping, but it made me think about when I was a kid that yes. my brother used to get new Jordans all the time. And I was like the responsible one. I'm doing all the dishes, washing the walls and stuff. Why does he get new J's? I was very upset with that. So I can understand, I can sympathize with the older son in this story. Okay, continue. Right. You can sympathize like, wait a minute. Why is he getting the, where are my Jordans? I just did dishes. Okay. Got it. <laughs> <laughs> So again, the oldest son was upset about it, but the father explained to him, um, basically, this is this is my son. I love y'all both, basically. This is if I'm I'm highly I'm paraphrasing this part, but just to tell you, he had a love for both his sons, but he has someone, his son, his youngest, who had ran off. 
He wanted to greet him with love, to know he had a home and a family. And he wasn't about to feed him like he was feeding the serving, you guys. He gave him a feast. And in that feast, there was beef. <laughs> so that is a quick recap of that. <laughs> okay, that was an excellent recap. Thank you very much. Um, let me see. So there's actually a couple of, I guess, foods referenced in that section because he talks about the swine, the pigs, and what they were eating. And some of us eat pigs. We eat uh, pork. Um, he, was, he talked about the slop. And even though that's not food fit for humans, it was food for the pigs. Um, and then he talks, the, the story references the fatted calf um, yeah. that the father, and the fatted calf, that's like the not one. calf. That's that that good meat, you know. That's when the filet mignon, the filet mignon, right? The meat is so tender because the yes. cow or the calf is a baby calf. It hasn't been up walking around, so its muscles haven't gotten all sinewy and tight. So when they cooked this calf, it was the best of the meat because the meat was soft. And mm. you cooked it, you put it in your mouth, and it melt like butter. Mm. Butter. <laughs> But it does make things taste better. <laughs> so that is where, that's why today's featured food is cow um, or uh, a baby calf, if you will. Yes. And so um, let me think about a couple of things that I learned. I've got my notes here in front of me. Yes. Um, so actually, you know what's interesting? I look at this story. It's a classic story of how we're, supposed to respond or how we a good way that we can respond when we mess up um, yes. and I know that's a common one that people go to and this story really shows this young man like just went back to his dad and said yes. okay maybe I wasn't doing I I, I made a mistake right I took yes. my inheritance early I squandered it on the fast life it didn't yes. net me the thing that I thought it would get me um, yes and now I'm tired of that. I don't have any more money. And he came back, you know, humble. So yeah. that's a good lesson, I think, that humility and that knowing that you can always come back to God. But one of the things that really stood out to me, Monica, yes, is this concept of understanding your identity. Mm -hmm. mm. Right? Because oh. when the boy was down on his hands and knees, eating the slop or about to eat the slop, he realized, wait a minute, I'm not a pig. <laughs> Even a revelation the, came. What's that? I said a revelation came. A revelation came. Yeah. And I think that I know for myself, there have been times in my life where I have done things or lived a certain way or, um, you know, just showed up maybe less confident. I showed up in a way that did not align with who I actually am, who God says that I am in the word, right? Amen, yeah. And you behave in alignment with the way that you think about yourself, how yeah. you identify. Yeah. But when I identified with what the word of God says that I am, more than a conqueror, strong and courageous, royal priesthood, my behavior shifts to yeah. be the child of the king, just the yeah. way the prodigal, his behavior shifted from being a pig yeah. into the child of a, a wealthy man. So I thought that yeah. was kind of cool. I love that. 
Yes. <sighs> so I love this. Just to your point, I love that how you incorporate the identity because that is exactly what happened. Um, I What stood out for me is one, uh, I just felt there was a level of like humility, like you said. Um, he learned and there was a repentance about it. There was like, not just now that I have this revelation, but I don't want to do this. I don't want to be here. He thought I'm going to run out and use this money and do what I want to do. And guess what? His father let him. He ran out and did what he wanted to do. And he realized he didn't like it as much as he thought he would. And for me, that level of revelation, like you spoke about and the humility, um, but there was a repentance. Like he says, you know, father, I have sinned in verse 21 against heaven and against you. That's huge. Like there was this, God, I feel bad. Not just what I, not what I, just what I did to God, but to you. Like I've dishonored the, the Lord. I've dishonored my family. He says, and I'm no longer worthy to be called your son. Mm. And we skip along. The older brother gets upset and all this kind of stuff. But what the father was very well aware of, and just like how, and I love how you said that, you know, there was times that you maybe behaved in ways that didn't follow through with the identity of who you are in Christ. We've all done that, right? And it's like, you know what? I'm tripping. I, we've all had those moments. I've definitely had those like, girl, you, what is wrong with you? And it's moments like this where you get to understand who Abba Father is. Because mm. we talk about the Lord and Savior, and there's a reverence of uh, a, a wonderful reverence of fear. Like sometimes we talk about fear, we think about that trembling, but the fear of reverence will say our Lord and Savior. But when you have moments like this prodigal son had, you learn about Abba. You learn about the grace of the Father, not just the Lord and the Savior, but you learn the grace of the Father part of <laughs> our God. And okay, when hold you on, time out. Yes. I'm ask you a question. Yes. For those, for those of us who weren't like raised in church, what oh, is sorry. Abba? <laughs> Abba means father. Okay. <laughs> yes, it means it means father, you guys. Sorry. So we say Abba, it's like it's father, you know? So this is like daddy, like dad. I, I messed up. And it's the same way that that son came to his father. It's the same way that God desires and encourages us to come to him when we mess up. God, I, I just realized I did what I want to do and I, it wasn't that great. Or I did what I wanted to do and I liked it, but I know that doesn't please you because it could be both. It could be one of the two. But in verse 31, when he was explaining to his older son, and this is what I love, he says, my son, the father said, you are, this is after the oldest son was upset. And he says, I've been here and I've done this. I've been faithful. And he runs off and he's getting, you know, a feast basically. And he says, my son, the father said, you are always with me and everything I have is yours. He's like, you already got this and you know it. But we had to celebrate and be glad because the brother of yours was dead and is alive again. He was lost and is found. Mm -hmm. And that is the gospel. God wants all of those who are dead spiritually to come alive spiritually. All of those who were lost to be found. And even in knowing Christ, sometimes we go off the Richter and that get to points where we, we lost our way and we got to come back. And that's what he wants us to know, that he is there. He is here. And what I love is the father says, you are, he says, you are always with me. Like, I got you. But I have one that left me and I want him to know that when he leaves, but he understands when he comes back that I am here embracing him. 
Mm. And so that stood out to me because I know that grace of God. I know what that feels like. And it is nothing like it. It's like when you just learn something new about uh, the, you're, 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 you have this relationship with your Lord and Savior, but you learn this new area of like you hear about grace, but then when you experience his grace in a different way, not just through salvation, but him coming and embracing you when the world may shun you or make you feel bad or shame, he comes and says, let me love you. Mm-hmm. Let me love you back to life. Mm-hmm. Um, so all that. And he got a uh, flame mignon, which is always good. Just had some of that the other day on Sunday and it was wonderful. So yes. <laughs> Girl, you didn't call me, sister. What, so what had happened? You couldn't you know what happened is when we took the God baby out. You guys, I have a God baby. We went out to eat after, and we did get to enjoy this fatted calf. And who who would have thought that we was going to be talking about this today? Next time we go, we're going to go enjoy that together. <laughs> <laughs> well, that I mean, that's a great recap. And um, I, I just... I love it. You know, I wonder, Pastor Monica, what would you say to people who may feel like they are currently the prodigal? They're currently out there eating the slop. Or maybe they haven't fallen all the way to the slop yet, right? They're still spinning the, you know, their inheritance. They're still right. wild and loose. And they still <laughs> kind of like it, but they can see where this is going. It's leading right. to the slop. <laughs> what would you say to them? For individuals that I'll say have hit the slop phase and you have recognized and realized, look, Jesus loves you and he wants the best for you. And if you say, I want to stop this right now and I want to turn my life around and I want to do what you've called me to do and I want to be in operating my identity, Jesus is ready and willing. He says, I stand at the door not. So it's almost like he's been waiting for you. He's been waiting for you to get in line. Lots of times people are like, I'm just waiting on the Lord. I'm just going to ask Jesus. And he's like, Mm-mm. I told you a long time ago, I was ready for you. I wanted you. And for those um, that you mentioned, Stacey, that are maybe not all the way at the slop yet, but they spend the inheritance, they kind of liking it, but they see it. I want to tell you guys this. You may enjoy. It may be sweet right now. But it does get bitter later. And what I say is if you are already recognizing this phase, like, I know I'm tripping. I know I need to pull back and I need to turn it around. I would say go with that. Obviously, people are going to do what they want to do. But I pray that there is some type of push, right, that God brings a friend of yours or you're watching something or this podcast encourages you to really turn things around before it gets to the slot. What you don't want is you don't want to get to the point where whatever your inheritance is, this is not just about money, but it may be your peace goals. It may be your house goals. It may be your kids goals. It may be your education goals. It may be your practice goals, right? And then you have to realize, stop before you have to lose something and realize there's so much more to gain in Christ um, because God wants you and he wants the best for you. So if he is asking you not to do something, even if you're going to enjoy it, it's for your own good. And I'm saying that because I have, uh, I've understood that. There's been times I knew I was like enjoying what I wanted to do and doing it in my time. And then I realized, you know what, I know I shouldn't be doing this. And I had to do a real turnaround. And here's the thing I'd say, pray for yourselves, Right. Lord, help me to want to do this. Lord, help me to want to turn around. Because sometimes it's like, you know, the, the you, you're willing, the spirit, but the, your flesh is weak, right? Your spirit's like, listen, I want to do it, but my flesh is is taking over. God is able to help you with that. So that would be my, yeah. 
I love that message of just hope and also self-accountability, you know, pray for yourself to want to do right. And, um, you know, the message, I think when I was growing up in the church, they would preach like, oh, sin is terrible. It's awful. You're going to hate it. And they only preach the slop. And me personally, having been a person who I was raised in church and then as an early adult walked away from uh, my faith practice, I was living in the world real good. It was fun. And so uh, I don't like when people misrepresent like what is out there. But what I have also learned is that um, as much fun as it seemed like on the surface, um, life with God is exponentially better. and. Yes. Also, a lot of times those ways that I thought were fun in the moment led to um, what the Bible calls death, but it led yeah. to, it, maybe not, I mean, it, it, if you continue in that, it leads to spiritual death and transformation, yes. but in your real, in your physical, this current life, yeah. it leads to heartbreak. It leads to maybe, you know, d disaster in yeah. ways that if you exercised the wisdom of the word, you yes. wouldn't have to necessarily deal with that, um, or at least you would have God walking with you through yes. it. So I think that's interesting. And I and I also, um, I forget what else I was going to say, so I guess that's all I was supposed to say. I'm <laughs> <sure>. <laughs> um, okay, so that's a good message. We were going to talk about um, Proverbs chapter 15, because that is another place in the Bible where it references beef, but maybe we'll save that for another episode. Um, but if folks are watching or listening, I recommend that you read Proverbs chapter 15, um, even before we get to that as an episode, because it has, it's a really short chapter, but it has some really um, good words about just like wisdom and how to deliver messages and, you know, harsh words how to be a friend, all that kind of stuff. Yeah. And I mean, you know what? People on social media especially like to talk about, oh, spill the tea or, oh, they read you or whatever. Right. Like, you want to, like, get read? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> the Proverbs, Proverbs 15 in particular, it'll cut you, it'll, that's like <laughs> some stuff. So, yes. I'm here for it. Yes. <laughs> I always say, you know, people always want some good info. I say, read that word. It'll give you quite a bit. And if you want something a little juicier, start in Genesis. Mm. There's always a whole bunch of stories. I always say there is something that you wouldn't even believe. You're like, that's in the word? I'm like, this will bypass any of these shows you've been watching. Spend some time in the word. And in that, you'll be entertained and you'll be encouraged. And you'll learn lifestyle shifts. So the word is amazing. And it's not... It's not here for entertainment. It's here for your engagement. But however, it is a way that it draws you. And I'm telling you, I've read these stories. I was like, what? If we had the these stories. In Genesis, the story of Tamar. Oh, I was like, oh, my God. They can't write that in the Bible. They wrote yes. that in the Bible. They did that. Ooh, oh, it yeah. was that second half of Genesis. Let me tell you. I, I say, read it for yourself. <laughs> On that note, Pastor Monica, will you close us out in a word of prayer? Yes, absolutely. Lord God, I just bless you and I just thank you, Lord God, for um, each person that is listening to this. I pray, Lord God, that you will meet them where they are, Lord. If they are the prodigal, Lord God, that you will 
do a shift, a heart change, a mind change, uh, Lord, toward you, toward their identity and the things that you have called them to, not just in this season, but for life. And I pray for those who are not the prodigal, but even if you're the older brother that are saying, hey, I've been doing things right. Where's my reward? God sees you. So I lift you up that you will continue to do well and not to get weary in well-doing, that you will be that lifestyle shifter for those who are prodigals, that your lifestyle will be an evidence to them that God is faithful to those who are in the midst of and, and offering and operating and what God has called them to do. We bless you. And we thank you in Jesus name. Amen. Amen. All right, y'all. Uh, if you enjoyed this content, be sure to like, subscribe, and share it with a friend. And, you know, may the peace of God be with you. <laughs> <laughs>